Welcome to the PR Resolution Podcast. I'm your host, Stella Bales. For any new listeners who don't know what to expect, in each episode, I interview an expert on an emerging area of public relations. I get to the facts, but I leave out the jargon. It's a podcast about marketing, but it's in plain language. No, really, it is. (laughs) Welcome back to all of my regular listeners too. If any of you have any comments or questions, just tweet me at Stella Bales. And don't forget to subscribe on Spotify and on iTunes, whatever you listen on at the end of the episode. Enjoy. Welcome to my last PR resolution podcast for a few months. You may have picked up from some previous episodes that I am pregnant. So this is actually my last episode before I go off to have my little boy. But we are going out of a bang because in this episode, I'm interviewing the person that has taught and inspired me the most in my career. It's Gary Preston. He is the founder of Coverage Book, Answer the Public and Coverage Impact. More on that later. But previous to being a successful software founder, Gary was also on the senior team and the board of, I would say, a world-class digital marketing agency. And that was where I met him. And it was at that agency back in 2009, Gary interviewed me and hired me. Back then, I was an enthusiastic, keen PR that wanted to learn more about digital marketing and measurement. And Gary, at that time, was testing a theory that would actually end up becoming the blueprint for all digital PR teams. At that time, he was putting together content-led online PRs with tech SEOs. Back then, nobody else had even tried that. Google hadn't even started talking about links or earned media until 2012. Then in 2009, Gary had that insight and he knew that things were changing. So we worked on that hunch and that strategic insight from Gary and it was success. For the next five to six years, the agency won multiple awards for what I'd say is groundbreaking SEO strategies. We protected and built a lot of online reputations and made a lot of brands a lot of money back then as well. But it was actually when his attention switched to build tech for the people doing that kind of work that things got really interesting. And that was mainly the PR industry. So back in 2014, Gary founded Coverage Book and also Answer the Public. And both tools were born out of genuine needs of people working in our way, which was busy PR people who cared about their online target audience and also needed to report quickly and efficiently. So For the last 10 years, Gary really has been dedicated to listening to PR and comms teams around the world and building solutions for what they need. So whether it's agencies saying what they need in terms of tech or in our house teams saying what they feel they're missing in terms of metrics, this has all done really well and Coverage Book has grown and helped thousands of people report on PR outputs. But Gary always felt there was something missing, especially when he would compare to how we measured and presented results to some of our senior marketing leads in our previous agency roles. So today in this podcast, we reveal the answer to his next insight, which is a new tool, a free tool, which is really going to bridge that gap between how PR teams report and what senior business and marketing leads want to see. So without further ado... Here's Gary to explain more. Gary, thank you so much for joining me on the PR Resolution Podcast. Thank you. (laughs) It's quite funny that we're sat here. We're going to have the giggles because we work with each other every day for the last 15 years, actually. Yeah. So if you know if it's been 15 years we've worked together. Well, it's a long time, isn't it? So I'm just giggling because the way you just Uh, ask 
squeeze into the chair with the microphone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Something's happening. Yes. What's happening, Stella? Yes, there's a baby coming. <laughs> okay. Hopefully not in the next 30 minutes, but <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we can make for the best. The best we are film, talking about yeah. another new arrival, actually. Okay. So that was a nice segue. Thanks for that. Yeah. The launch yeah. of the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Important launch. Today, I have got Gary in. So Gary is, the, as I've just mentioned on the intro, Gary is the founder of Coverage Book, but we're not here to talk about Coverage Book today because we are launching mm. a brand new tool called yes. Coverage Impact. Yes. In a nutshell, what is it? Well, Coverage Impact is going to be a free tool that we're putting out this. And I think what we're trying to do is to help people visualise the impact of their coverage, I guess, to any sort of organisational outcome. So... Time after time, I keep hearing from various people saying you should look to start to link the impact of your work and your coverage to something other than just counts of shares, counts of views, sentiment, things like that. We, and we know this. It seems like we're a bit stuck. As an industry. I think so. There's so much good practice out there mm. sharing about how you could go about doing this. There's a few great case studies out there. But I mean, again and again, I've, I think both of us have been sat in measurement conferences sometimes, like nodding along, and then you sort of look look around and go, yeah, but actually, how do you practically mm. make a visual of a coverage timeline and then layer on some kind of impact? Like, So that's what the tool does? Well, that's kind of what we're going to try and help people to do, because it sounds really easy to do, especially in a world of like AI. It sounds like this should be a really easy thing to do. Can you draw, draw me a, a graph? Draw a timeline of my coverage and then help me to overlay sales, leads, donations, search impact, stock price. It's like you kind of, I mean, the AMIC framework will point to this. This is like, this is sort of great stuff. There's so much great education out there. But when you get to the practicalities, it's like, it seems like the only people that can put that into a one pager for you are trained experts that know how to use pivot tables, that know how to do data visualization. And to me, that just seems like uh, it something needs to change there. Like there's so many of users of coverage book, but other people in the PR world that just can't afford that kind of level of expertise or don't have the time. Mm. So there just seems like uh, it's just uh, sort of like a scratch. Like it seems like a problem that we could do something to help. I don't think it's going to be the solution. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to try. So yeah, uh, we yeah. haven't built a free tool for a while. The last one was fun to make, answer the public. It's that, going pretty well, wasn't it? Yeah. That, that one worked okay. Yeah, that one did pretty well. <laughs> and we've got a bit of headspace since we sold out to the public 18 months ago. Coverage book is going great. This is just something else that just felt like, mm. okay, let's start a conversation about it. If we make it free, we can hopefully get as many people using it as possible, which is kind of the mo motivation to make it free. I hope it's going to be useful. Let's see. Yeah, let's see. Let's see what it gets out there. Any regular listeners will know, actually, you are making the point of it's not that easy to create a graph, draw a graph, yeah. use pivot tables. Yeah. In the last podcast, I had Steph Bridgman on, and obviously she's one of these experts that we're talking yeah. about, her and her team of experts. Yeah. Super um, smart. Yeah, really smart in Sheets and Excel every mm. day. 
But even Steph said it's not that easy to get right. two sets of data and smash them together. Yeah. And I said, I've put my hand up. I tried to follow a step-by-step guide that you had given me once just yeah. to, yeah. to be able to create a The 18-step guide on how to, to a create a graph and <laughs> use pivot tables. Yeah. And yeah, I gave up. I yeah. gave up. Yeah. So yeah, it's really not that easy. And I think there's a lot of people in the industry who do admit the same, that they struggle with pivot tables. Yeah, I think that's it. I don't necessarily think there's a education problem in the industry that, no. you know, I, the MDs that I talk to from various agencies and to people, in, you know, obviously we're very lucky we get to talk to a lot of PR practitioners. It's not like people don't want to attempt to correlate their work to some kind of organizational impact. They get it. But then you have the conversation with people and you keep pushing and go, well, why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you doing it? And then from that comes some of the challenges that they face. So I'm watching like super smart MDs trying to open up Google Data Studio or Looker Studio. And then they're, they're saying, okay, I'm going to try and take the CSV of data. These are the MDs taking the CSV of data, dropping it into there. Then they might get to a timeline that generally looks horrible because they're not data viz experts. And then they're like, oh, okay, I maybe I want to sort of correlate this with, say, something like Google Trends data. I want to see if this coverage impacted the launch of this particular product. Was there an uptick in search interest, for example? And it's just like, how do I, how do I go to Google Trends? I can type in the brand. That's great. It gives me the data. I can even download that data. That it's great. This is all for free coming from Google. But how do I take that CSV of Google Trends data and smash it together with the coverage data? And it's just like, wow, you're trying to plot these two things together. And it is for, if you're not doing it day in, day out, it's just hard. I know there's a lot of advancement in things like ChatGTP, but obviously before we even started like working towards this tool, I was trying some of these things out. And it's just still complicated to have, having this conversation with ChatGTP going, can you do this? Can you correlate this? It's like generally create something that's quite ugly. Mm. It's not something you're going to put in a presentation or send over on an email to any sort of senior business leader. Mm. It's just not quite ready. Yeah. So it just feels like, you know what, there's an opportunity here just to see, let's explore the issue and let's see if we can at least remove that friction yeah. of creating something. It should be like Fisher-Price simple, yeah. really. But that was our aim with Coverage Book as well, it was wasn't the aim, it? It was, it was the aim with Coverage Book. I guess part of the thing with this tool that's worth mentioning is that part of the reason why we made it free is that the notion of dropping in just some, basically the way this tool is going to work is that if you've got a, a Google Sheet or Excel tracker of your coverage, then maybe you don't use a tool like Cision, Muckrack, Talkwalker, Meltwater, maybe you're just sort of keeping tabs of the coverage right. that you're getting. Your list, you're sort of saving the dates, the publication dates when that coverage went live, live and that's going to be important for this free tool. That's all we need. So hopefully the aim is we can make it simple for anyone. So if you're using a media monitoring tool, any of the big ones. You don't ones, have to be a coverage book customer. You do not have to be a coverage book customer. This is not like unique proprietary data to coverage book. We are in effect, skipping you past having to learn about a pivot table in Google Sheets or Excel, which I'll share some videos showing how you can do that if you want anyway. It'll be a funnier video that. if I tried to do it. Yeah, well, you, should, you, should, <laughs> you should do it. So it's, yeah, it's aiming to skip people past that possible friction point of going, yeah, here's a list of all your coverage and all your dates. And you need to do a pivot table to sort of aggregate that. So in effect, you can draw a coverage timeline, which is just a relatively tricky thing to do if you don't know what you're doing. 
And then the important bit is setting you up to then overlay some data on top of that, which is I think is the sticking point for a yeah. lot of people. Let's talk about that. So this is a second line of data. So we've got coverage over time. Brilliant. Mm. That's great anyway. Yeah, yeah. Now, as I say, anyone who is a regular listener will know in the last two podcasts, I've talked about this point of looking at outcomes and not just outputs. Not a new topic in PR yeah. measurement. It's yeah. been going on a long time. Yeah. However, what we are hearing and feeling is budget cuts a lot. And it seems to be linked to the industry not being able to prove some kind of impact to yeah. businesses or organizational outcomes. Yeah. And so there is a real hot topic around at the moment about this words, the two words, impact and outcome. So how does the tool help with that? What is this sort of second yeah. line of data? It's probably worth saying this tool isn't going to prove beyond all doubt that your coverage caused whatever kind of line of impact. I think it's like it should be fair to say that up front. But I don't think I know any marketing technology in the whole 20 years that I've been working has ever really done across that. Across marketing. Across all, mar well. across all marketing. Across all marketing. So, you know, 15 years ago, we were using some pretty advanced multi-attribution tech to sort of share some of our results. I think if we're honest and you look back to some of that stuff, it was overcomplicated. It was data puke. Were we ever really telling a simple story to a business owner or the top table here is the incremental impact of our work. I guess this year going to be an even bigger topic that's coming up. I mean, with the sort of death of cookies, a lot of the sort of traditional techniques of analytics and attribution, it's going to start to slide away. You're not going to have access to that data anymore. Yeah, I think it's going to be a challenging time. But yeah, the aim of this tool is to at least attempt to move people onto a step of not just reporting, okay, here's what's happened, here's our coverage, here's the social shares, here's the sentiment. It's kind of like, let's step back. Can we paint a picture of like on one page, here is what happened over time. And here is a key metric that's important to you. We believe like that our work has had, or we expected it to have some form of impact. Is that true? Mm. So it's going to tell a very simple story, which might work brilliantly well in some use cases, which so I'm really interested in that. But obviously for other types of business, it's a much more complicated story. Mm. There's things happening in the world. There's way beyond just the PR. But I don't think that's a reason to not do this. It doesn't um, have to be the end story, does it? This is, it. This this is, is not the end. Yeah. Let's have a look just to try different data points. Yeah. You know, yeah. let's see what this the story it tells for yeah. insight, not this, just the here's the final piece that is your CEO is going to absolutely Yeah, bingo, love. done. Yeah, the aim of this tool is to kind of get you curious and hopefully having some more credible conversations about this. I mean, we built a tool to help people hook up to Google Analytics, that was about eight years ago. Mm. And the sort of key insight was like, yeah, not many people are using it. And it was like, why? And it's like, because nobody wants to give access to their Google Analytics. And I don't think that challenge has gone away necessarily. I think part of the problem with that is when you ask for it, you're not necessarily showing what you're going to do with it or what your intent is. So what I'm, you know, again, what I'm... We've been asked for Google Analytics access. Yeah, I know. And we, yeah, and we've said no. As a business. But I've never been given a clear view from any of the people that have worked from us. And you know why? Here is the sort of picture that we're going to try and draw for you. Mm. It just tends to come and you're like, yeah, are you going to take in our data and spew it back out as a look at studio dash? You know, it's just like, I don't need that. So I understand people's resistance and, and hesitance to share that. But I think, yeah, the aim of this tool is to start a good 
conversation. Can you give um, us some examples of what kind of second line of data could be? Yeah. Obviously, we've spoken to a, a number of people that we think are yeah. doing some pretty good work in this area and sort of sharing them prototypes of what we're up to. So it's pretty wide ranging. Yeah. So what graphs have come out of the so, so far? Yeah. So we, we've done some for, for ourselves. So we've done, you know, some from some of the PR activity that we did yeah. last year, we started yeah. to look at, okay, so there was an, obviously an uptick in PR activity. Here's our coverage over time. Let's map over the number of trial signups yeah. that we had. Yeah, so we what? Do this last yeah, year, what? Yeah. What was normal? What's like a normal trial month for us? And let's just look at, you know, was there an uptick or not? And it's a nice visual showcase of like what's happening or not happening. Because mm. equally, this could be, you know, what even in a quite a simplistic view, doesn't really look like anything changed. But that's not necessarily bad news because if you're an agency, that might be, yes, you didn't listen to us. You didn't go in the direction that we wanted you to go into. So no surprise. Or it could be we need more budget yeah. to do the thing that we need to do. We need or to it persist. can be a lovely yeah. correlated line of impact. Or it could be a really see. nice one. Yeah, we have, yeah. you know, somebody shared some amazing data about a game launch. And so we dropped in their sheet. They were using... Talkwalker, and then they said, here's what their team were doing. It would be interesting to see if your tool can sort of get to where we sort of got to. And yeah, we were doing search demands from Google Trends. So it was just like, was there a spike in searches? So they didn't need to ask title. their client for any data? No, yeah. no, not at all. No. And that, that did show visually a good correlation. So we've got a lot of ideas of where this tool can go. When it launches, it's going to be in a very early, almost sort of embarrassing state, but that's how I feel about everything that we put out. I think it, <laughs> I'm hoping it's going to solve some core issues. But the main point is that we're, let's see how it goes. We need to see real world use cases of this. Mm. And if the blocker to sort of more wider adoption of doing this kind of reporting and correlating coverage to start with to some kind of impact, that's where we're going to start with mapping coverage to sort of impact. If this can help get 10% of more people just at least giving it a go and trying and then sort of saying, okay, we want to dig deeper. And it might, yeah, like we're saying, it might be the start of a conversation. It might be like, okay, we've painted this picture. You've got some valid questions saying, you know, that clearly that's not all of PR's contribution to this change. But then fine, if you're the in-house team, like, but it's at least they're trying, you know, maybe we can have a better conversation about this and then you can go on that journey. Or it could just be for some companies, a really simple story of like, this happens web traffic spiked or this happened, sales spiked. It's pretty clear. Yeah. And it's in, in a one page document that we're hoping to approach is that it's, you know, getting people's attention is key. So like we're putting a lot of thought and effort into the visualization of this. So things yeah. that look good in one page also, that's a big part of this. You need, we need to get good at telling like the story of this data. So... This podcast is brought to you by CoverageBook, the tool that creates beautifully designed reports with credible metrics you can be proud of. Head to coveragebook.com for your free trial. Another um, key point that came up on the WADS podcast and his forecasts for the year through his work for his PhD, looking at public relations and how it's viewed at a senior level in organisations, he really highlighted the misalignment of the language that the public relations industry uses mm -hmm. when they're reporting back on yeah. activity yeah. to the kind of language that 
the management, the board expects yeah. and wants to be talking. Yeah. And there's like a gap there. And he actually said, you know, of this thing of just grabbing someone's attention with and being visual and yeah, the language. And yeah. I, I guess that second line of impact yeah. needs to be the language that they recognize, right? That's it. Yeah, I say some of these things are simple, like, the, you know, obviously doing the pivot table is one challenge, but also, yeah, the data visualization side is so key, like presenting... There's experts in that for a reason, are, right? Absolutely experts in that and a reason. And we're very lucky to have, like, a great design team. Stefan has been and studied with, like, the data visualization experts. And yeah. I guess the hope is, is that if we can get to a customizable output that has got some of those design data visualization principles baked in mm. from the off, then it should feel like you've kind of got, you know, if you're not lucky enough to have a whole data viz team and set of people that understand pivot tables sat in one corner of your building waiting for you to brief them, it should feel like mm. now you have. It can um, be quite a different skill, actually. You know, yeah. some people are investing now and hiring people who can build graphs, mm. but to be able to storytell with yeah. data through design it's a different person it's yeah. a different skill set johnny brentwood at golin did yeah. a great talk in miami last may at the amic measurement conference yeah. and it was just about that just how to strip away yeah. lots of data and yeah. get really simplify 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 to then yeah. just get across one point yeah, it's just the one point yeah yeah, yeah. i mean it's I've, hard to do yeah. we we're lucky enough to to talk to Johnny as part of this process in developing the prototype. So yeah, just a, so, there's so much wisdom there, but it's absolutely true. And so again, in this first version of the tool, to some who may be used to seeing multiple dashboards with tons of grass where you're able to cut your data in all kinds of different ways, very few of those dashboards I ever see are just stripped back to say, yeah, yeah, but when did the coverage land? What's typical? When did the coverage land? And where's the actual impact? And by impact, I don't necessarily mean how many people did we estimate to view it? How many people shared this coverage? Other tools can do that. That's totally valid data for certain scenarios. For a PR so, director, maybe a marketing director. Yeah, absolutely. You go in senior, they want top level. Totally. Right? And, you know, tools like CoverageBook are built for great, like post campaign or post projects. And some, you know, in terms of like, What's happening right now? Like sort of in-flight good data to give you some like, yeah, this is working, we should carry on doing more or like that. this is a great recap. But, so here's your end of month report. Here's what we've done. Here's where the money went. But we're going to come back to you in a month's time, potentially, or two months time or three months time or six months time with a coverage impact graph just to see how those two things line up. So I think there's a place for both of these forms of like measurement, really. Mm. Another point that Steph brought up on the last podcast, actually, I've never referenced past podcasts so much, but yeah. it does seem to be really relevant at the moment. Steph talked about how we're very quick in the PR industry to report immediately, sometimes yeah. because of client pressure, but yeah. often that client pressure does come from a PR director saying, we need to see results immediately yeah. for this yeah. budget. And so that's why we're sort of heavily reliant on output metrics. Yeah. But you actually need to wait a while to see there's, some there's kind of There's a place of impact, for both. I know Simon Collard was on the FD work with for years and he was sort of making the case for the sort of the other way of thinking for as a financial director who's saying you know profit and loss documents are great like after the fact they're amazing so profit and loss I guess could be analogous to a coverage in, impact type graph it's like after the fact here's what happened here's the impact of stuff but actually you still need sort of like in-flight data like so you know what's the sales pipeline look like in your agency they're the metrics that are eventually going to 
impact that profit and loss document and their useful KPIs mm-hmm. to you now. Mm-hmm. So I kind of see data points like social shares, estimated views, things like that as the kind of in-flight good data to be keeping track of. But the missing seems like the missing link in a lot of PR reporting is the after the fact retrospective look mm. of like, okay, let's step back, bird's eye view, did this actually do anything? Yeah. Or at least let's have that conversation. And if that conversation might be very easy in some businesses, or it might be like, well, it's just going to open up five more questions, but they're not bad questions to be asking. And I think a big part of this is, yeah, just like having credible conversations. It's perfectly credible to say, I don't know if this is the classic line of like, well, there seems to be some sort of correlation here, but that doesn't mean that it's caused it. It's like, great. And that could be absolutely true. But that shouldn't mean that we don't attempt to try and at least Mm. visualize it because let's go and look to see if there is a correlation. And then the next question can be, okay, can we, is there any way or is there anyone in this organization that's doing any work to try and figure out to sort of link to causation? And that does get into things like marketing mixed modeling and things like that. But this is, yeah, this is like to look at the whole, the whole broad area of marketing reporting. But before we do, just thinking about that second line of data, it really could be anything, couldn't it? So Mm. just to sort of talk about a few different sectors, Mm. because I know there's a broad range of listeners Mm. out there who are in different sectors, but it could be ticket sales, could be donations, it could be sales. Yeah. Employee satisfaction, if you're doing internal comms, it could be, yeah, net promoter scores, yeah, stock price. It could be... Traffic to a website. Yeah, traffic to a website. I mean, you know, I'm... (laughs) The point of this tool initially, that the word is impact. I don't really want to get too much into, no, no, that's not, don't try and do search trends because search trends isn't really business impact. That's kind of, it's, it's a... That, Depends that, what organisation That, that fits is. in this box. It could be a cause. It could yeah, be a charity could, cause that's really important. And search demand around that cause that's could it. be the one metric that is important. Absolutely. The aim of the tool is to make no judgment with that. We're going to, so what we'll launch Down with. To you what is, impact is. Yeah, just it's a tool to go and explore it that hopefully anybody can just play with or at least go, oh, cool. I don't, you know, you might be listening to this now and going, I don't really understand understand what it is that you're talking about. I've never even thought to try and do a coverage timeline graph or I've pivot tables aren't a problem in my life because I've never tried. So like, and that's absolutely fine. But I think once you see one of the graphs, hopefully it'll just be like, oh I yeah, cool. That. I would like to try and make one of those, yeah. even if I don't have access to all the data. So I fully expect 80% of the use cases will be people building a coverage timeline from their for whatever data they've it's got. It's lovely to see anyone, Which, which is a, a nice thing to see. Have just a look like at his, your last year's coverage. Yeah, here's like the, the peaks or troughs over the year in a very simple, very simple graph. We're not layering in any other data. It's just counting publication dates and aggregating them together and then drawing a coverage timeline. So you've got that picture. So that's there for you. But then what we open up is a, okay, now you can manually, if you've got access to it, add an impact line. And we're going to hopefully make that super simple for you within the tool to do. I think we're aiming, we'll see where we are. We're recording this about two days out from actual launch, but we're hoping to launch with the ability to, if you've got impact data in another sort of a spreadsheet or CSV that you can just import that too. So for example, one of the use cases will be, I'd love 
for you to be able to go off to Google Trends, download the CSV. So you do your search for like this, whatever search so that could term. be a product name, a campaign name. A person, name, a campaign brand name, name, brand. Spokesperson, yeah. Absolutely. And then you can, you know, if you see used, if people have searched for See that. if people search for it, pick the time frame. Maybe that mirrors when the coverage went live. Maybe you'd actually want to go back. No, I want to go back like a month to see what search interest was like for this thing prior to our work. you want the flat before you the want, peak. Yeah, you, you want the flat before, yeah. We talked about that yeah. with the Steph, on the Steph podcast yeah. as well. <laughs> so that's, again, that's part of the what we're building into the tool to be able to let you easily add time before and after on the impact line. What I'm hoping is we're just going to make that a bit simpler to explore and start asking better questions. And also just to at least demonstrate that you care about these things, like ultimately you do care. What happened next? Yeah. The so what in PR, as we all hear. We've talked about Google Trends. If somebody really can't get access to ticket sales, donations Mm. or employee satisfaction scores Mm. with their clients, but they're really keen to show an example of a graph, is there any other public available data that they could go off and have a look at? I'd probably cut, you know, my my main advice. You mentioned stock price. Yeah, there's things like stock price. I mean, if I'm honest, if I was back working in agency days and I was Doing this and I was struggling to get access to that information, I would draw the coverage timeline. I would create manually that second access called sales or signups or whatever conversation I wanted to have, write it, maybe even put in some dummy data so it draws an illustration of what I'm getting at. Here's just like, here's what I want to make. Do you have anything like this in your organization? Yeah. And, and you're send a, that email you're and just CEO say, and founder who is the owner of mm. company data. Oh my God, I'd that love would, it if somebody would, well, would pique my interest because I'd yeah. be like, oh wow, you actually care. Yeah. And when you're saying, oh, give me access to Google Analytics, like why? Do you even know what you're going to do with it? I mm. don't know. And all of that anxiety around you, gonna, what, you know, which I think is totally valid. But if somebody said, no, here's the picture I'm going to paint for you. I'll be like, wow, that's interesting. It's even interesting that you're thinking in that way. And it might be that some people go, but I'm still not going to give you access to the data, but who knows where this could go. Some people might say, I'm not going to give you access, but we'll add that on. We'll add that data on ourselves. So yeah, thank you for dropping the coverage timeline in. You now might we're... be introduced to somebody else in the business yeah. as well, right? And that's yeah. what we need to be doing with PR. I think that leads me nicely onto how the rest of marketing is measuring. Mm. And you mentioned earlier that the death of cookies this year is making things very interesting for Mm. other areas of marketing. And I think there's always a fear in the PR industry that is that all we're doing is is correlation? Is that going to be laughed at? Because Mm. isn't the rest of marketing actually looking at causation and they have all of these proof points of exactly what ads did and what Mm. a piece of content did and it led to actual sales? I know that that is the fear with a lot of people. Is that the truth? But what is happening with the death of cookies and reported in marketing right now? I think there's been a, a lot of confidence from other marketing teams about how they report and what it is that they're doing. But I think some of it is kind of a little bit misleading in some ways. I mean, just as an example, we do pay social media ads for a relatively sure people have seen sim- coverage sim- simple, <laughs> straightforward tool, right? It's, it's a self-service SaaS tool that we don't have a huge team. We're not doing TV ads. We're not doing all of these other things. Yet, how is it 
so hard to align and link up like the money that we spend on brand awareness ads on LinkedIn. We can see the clicks. We might be able to see some trial sign up conversions from the platforms, even though I'm a little dubious about the numbers that come out of them sometimes. So it's, it comes back to you as like, this is solid data. It's like, that just doesn't line up. It doesn't, that's not right. And then what about the person that saw the LinkedIn ad, didn't click through, comes back, searches for coverage book, finds it, messages their mate and says, oh, I've seen this funny ad. Like, that's great. Nobody's tracking, nobody can track that, that kind of interaction. And they've never have been able to, no. but it kind of felt like implied that that was what was happening. Yeah, there was just an air of confidence. Uh, absolutely. It. You know, we've, you know, back in our SEO days, I've been in rooms with other SEO teams where they're sort of claiming like, well, you know, you pay us this much for a retainer. We claim all of that SEO traffic is our contribution to your business and it's all been presented back in a very fancy way and you step back and go every yeah, sale that came off a of search like, was yeah that search traffic would have been happening or at least this level of search traffic would have been happening without you anyway because that tv ad influenced people to go and search mm. that piece of pr that, that maybe PR influenced radio you to campaign. go and uh, the, the, yeah. exactly so there's a lot of like confidence in sort of grabbing certain you know segments within analytics i mean i don't claim to be an expert in this space in terms of like, you know, marketing mixed modeling. There are so many smart people out there. And I guess that's hopefully... It's harder this year for other areas of for I, advertising I th- and marketing, I right? think so. I mean, we're, seeing it, tracking, we're seeing it with, with, yeah. with our own data and analytics. Yeah. It's like, mm, interesting. Why is... You can see some numbers like dipping down and you're like, oh, we're sort of, you know, the data points are going missing. But that's because... You know, with changes in browsers, with privacy, we're not seeing certain people coming through analytics now. So we're going to have to step back and start sort of saying, okay, so you can't measure to the nth degree. You never could anyway, really. Yeah, I think there's going to be a bit of that happening Mm. across the whole whole industry. It should present an opportunity for PR to step forward with a little bit of confidence then this year. Yeah, I think so. But obviously, you know, with that confidence, it's being confident to have some more credible conversations. So, and, you know, certainly not to want to go over old ground. There's certainly certain areas of how PR has reported in the past that it's not conducive to a credible conversation. So Mm. where you're putting out metrics that are either clearly made up Mm. or you know, huge reach numbers, AVEs, things like that doesn't, but I I, I think for the most part, most people are past that now, but there's a missing, and the education has been great. And there is some amazing tech technology out there, but it just seems like a simplifier. It's in the hands of, it's in the hands of the few, which just doesn't, doesn't sit right. Yeah. To me, it doesn't yeah. sit right. So well, you, you should, we you should, did some research last yeah. summer, didn't we? For which is actually the campaign that we mentioned. But one of the stats that came out of that, which I just found so interesting, is that ninety percent of the almost five hundred PR teams that we interviewed said they don't have access to any kind of analytics yeah. or data mm. experts internally or externally. Ninety percent. Yeah. yeah. So. That means that 90% of the PR teams that we spoke to are unable to draw graphs like this. Unless there's somebody in-house who just happens to be a comms expert and has some know-how with pivot tables. So, yeah, like you say, it's just for the small few agencies who can afford to invest in this area at the moment. Yeah. So we've well, talked. Let's see what we can. Yeah, do exactly. <laughs> we we're almost out of time, but we've talked about the fact that the graphs, hopefully, are going to be sort of a, a simple attention grabbing. Hopefully, for that sort of senior, mm. senior mm. business leaders or senior teams, 
who should be testing out this tool? If you're in yep. an agency, somebody's listening, should they be sending this to their AE? Should they have a go? Who's going to be generating I, these kind of graphs? I'm totally open-minded. I mean, the obvious people that I'd expect to try are the kinds of people that understand this kind of thing might be needed, a one-page or a graph. And we spoke to enough people that have, are trying but are pulling their hair out, just trying to work. You know, I've just attended this course and there's some great, training out there along this but it's a week later I've forgotten what I've learned I don't understand you know I don't understand this stuff anymore I've forgotten it and I'm just trying to wrangle this data together and quite frankly I've got a million other things to do but this is important to me so those for those people that have if you've ever tried to if you've ever sat in a conference and thought yeah wow aligning yeah using Google Trends data would be a cool thing to do I'd love to sort of overlay that and then just feel a bit like but I tried and then I gave up or I tried to give it to someone in the day to see and I never heard from them again. Mm. Hopefully this is a tool where you can just go, well, I'm just going to give it a quick go and have a look. Yeah. So that, so for those people that understand that they should try and correlate, then ho I'm hoping it's going to be a step up. Who knows? Maybe even the teams that are doing this day in, day out in some of the bigger agencies, maybe they'll find it useful too. I mean, yeah, I felt it'll save them some time. I felt the same about Answer the Public. It felt like, yeah, nobody's going to use this tool. Like it's a way and of thinking about million using, people yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. And then people found new ways and they got inventive with it. And that's, again, what I'm hoping to see here is that sort of a community of practitioners that now are sort of past some of the boring friction points will be like, ah, okay, this is sort of relatively simple to do now. What if, could it, could you do this? Or what if, you know, it would be cool if it could do this, that mm. might help. So that's, you know, we're just going to be like listening out for that, starting loads of conversations. And again, it's why I'm so keen for it to be free. Yeah. Initially, who knows in two or three years, but like, I think the intention is that there's always going to be a free element to this tool now, just like Answer the Public. Mm. That's how that rolled. And we want to hear from people, right? Just want to hear so, from people. So already, like, we've, you know, we've put a few teasers out there and, like, some of the best feedback that I've got back are from, like, solo practitioners. It's like, oh, thank you. I have been thinking about trying to do something like this before, but I just don't either have. Or I've even figured out, like, the Excel bit or the pivot table bit, but, like, how do you get two axis graphs to line up? How do you colour code it? It looks a bit crap. You're really trying um, to not sweat. sweat. I know, I'm being so good. <laughs> and it's just hard. Yeah. And I, you know, you shouldn't be sat there fiddling for two or three hours to make one of these things. I'm hoping it's like, I guess if anything with a tool, it'd be nice to go, ah, let's have a look at this time period. What does this say? Oh no, let's look back. And you should have that sort of ease and yeah. flexibility. Like Can't flexibility wait to see to examples. Play. And yeah. also the different, you know, we've said a couple of examples of the second line of data of what it could be, but mm. I can't wait to see what other people put into that, it. Yeah, that's like the main thing for me is I want, yeah, back to people that don't have access to tools or people that have access to tools like Cision, Muckrack, any of these tools that you might be using already, but maybe feel that there are this kind of simpler view is not available to you. And I get it. Like, it's hard to build this kind of functionality into some of these tools. It's hard. It's part of the reason why we're not doing it inside Coverage Book. It's easier to innovate outside of Coverage Book. It's got a clear place. We can It can be a bit more of a playground. Mm. We can see how useful this thing is. We can open it up to as many people as we possibly can and just sort of learn together. We've got ideas of where it could go, but it'll be nice to be steered. Help us by, from, from practitioners, I would love... To see, like, yeah, I'd love to see, as we did in Answers Public, people just beginning to take it from different areas or disciplines or maybe different verticals. You know, you might have the digital PR crowd sort of saying, oh, okay, interesting. I might want to overlay 
all of the coverage over the year and, and maybe even just map the growth in the domain rating or domain authority of the client's website we're working on. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it would really help the yeah. whole industry. And I think there is actually, when we are looking at other areas of marketing, we've both worked in other areas of digital marketing and you actually see a lot more case studies being shared than mm. you do in public relations. Yeah. There's a real lack of case studies of the real sort of how-tos yeah. in public relations. And yeah. we're really hoping that we can see some of these graphs being uh, shared. Yeah, I mean, it'd be amazing. You know, you know, one of the ideas is that if we're enough, if enough people are correcting them and then if they ever wanted to like like opt in maybe there's a gallery of like these kind of like case studies but we'll see that's not there yet yeah that could be quite cool but i mean for me it's exciting like i've been playing with it for like weeks now and it's feeling like oh this is you know i'm probably getting i'm used to it now it's like oh i can just drop the csv on it does it yeah cool the stories i've seen being told and it's you know you use a large games launch as one of the examples but we also did look at a smaller campaign for another smaller agency Mm. where there were 60 pieces of coverage rather than thousands of pieces of coverage and you actually used uh, similar web traffic Mm. didn't you to look at the website that they were promoting as part of that campaign and there was still a correlation and I just like get quite excited that the fact that there were there is some really nice stories to be told which wasn't being told before without this graph yeah I think so it just goes beyond you know it's yeah just back to that one simple one pager that gets people's attention partly because it looks good like there's no getting away from it like that's part of data viz it has to get attention has to tell a simple story so that's what we'll be trying to put as much of our expertise but we're learning about this too and we're going to learn alongside people because we are not day in day out like reporting and for, no, for all the different people to like, try it. So if they try it and just talk to us and let us yeah. know, then like all is. So where do they go? Luckily, the domain coverageimpact.com was available. <laughs> As this goes out, it is yeah. live now. It, yeah, today. yeah, it will be live. Please do come and try it. The team behind Coverage Book are going to be supporting it too but it'd be primarily myself because you're not going to be around (laughs) (laughs) it's probably the time that i announced there will be a break in podcasts for a few months yeah maybe yeah the big launch the the real real launch launch. yeah (laughs) he stayed put for this last half hour yeah the important launch yeah we're going to be around so i'm going to be you know very active in kind of like helping and then yeah we'll start to shape what the next yeah you know and let us know how you get on with it. Yeah. I, I hope it's useful. Please do share like examples. I think it could be really cool for the industry just to play and, yeah, and let see, us know and, and, and challenge it, tear it apart. I don't mind, you know, it's all part of like a sort of le- learning together, I think. Brilliant. Um, Thank you so much. So coverageimpact.com. Coverageimpact.com. Yeah. Lovely. Cheers, Gary. Thank you. Bye. That was the PR Resolution podcast. If you want to learn more about emerging areas of PR, join the PR Resolution and head to blog.coveragebook.com. Stay in touch by following me on Twitter at Stella Bales and make sure you subscribe to the series to get the next episode.